Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast. We're here at St James's Park when Newcastle United have come from behind twice to claim a point against Manchester City. Joined here by Kieran Kelly. Kieran, um, when De Bruyne scored that wonder goal with uh, what eight minutes left, were you expecting Newcastle to claw a point back? To be honest, no. I think I've, where my head was at, at that time was this was a noble, brave defeat that Newcastle battled hard, but ultimately quality and a, a moment of magic had sealed the game. It turned out another moment of magic was on the cards um, at the other end, and it summed up what was just a crazy game. You know, uh, to come back once against the champions is one thing, particularly when you come back so quickly as Newcastle did for the first goal through Willems, but to do it, you know, again uh, right at the death and. You know, to keep your heads, you know, you think Atsu as a free kick, the automatic thing would be just to swing it in, hope that one of the big lads, particularly with the defender scoring many so many goals to, to get on the end of it, but he so calm as a substitute, slips back Shelby there and it's a, it's a stunning strike. I don't need to, to say any more on that. But uh it, it's just the thing with Newcastle, every time you think, Oh write them off or you know, you think after that very poor performance on Monday night they it was a brilliant response and today probably summed up the spirit of this group you know it, it's going to be as important as any sign they've made um, because the way their season's heading uh, that spirit's been been so so important it's funny because after games like this we tend to say uh, the game against a team around them is where you know that will define Newcastle that will tell us more about Newcastle and every time we tend to say that they end up losing we said it going into the Villa game we'll learn more about Newcastle about where they'll be in the league they lose against Villa then they turn up today and put in a really good performance how does that happen? This is it I think it's on one hand it's you know a, a good thing that they're, they're able to raise their game against the very best sides you know that uh, but equally on the other you particularly after the West Bro- uh, sorry the West Ham and Bournemouth games you kind of feel oh maybe that's a thing of the past now that things will start to level out that they'll be able to take you know those, those high quality performances into those games as you said in and around them but Villa was Villa, at the, you know. Do you write it off as just, you know, as a, a dud night? Um, I think we'll know um, when they go to Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield United technically not a team that are in and around them. They're they're flying so high, but they're the kind of opposition that ultimately they'll be judged on how they play. They'll have to play exactly like this, if not even better. They have to build on that. That's the key now because um, it is no good as you said just just turning up every three or four weeks when you play a big team particularly now you look at I think seven games in 27 days most teams will be playing will be your kind of Southamptons your Crystal Palaces uh, I know man you were there in Boxing Day but it's it's generally teams in and around them so it's a huge huge period ahead Javier Manquillo came in and placed Jedlin who was out injured and did 
quite well and it was difficult against um, the, the, the players that City have got. Defensively did all right and then he wins a free kick right at the end there and then obviously Shelby scores from it. Um, but just a word on his performance because it's not exactly easy coming in when you've not played for so long. No, exactly. I think to you know the, his last uh, league start was was the opening day against Arsenal, and I think um, personally, I was I think it was you know it was good to see him come in in the sense that Kraft would have been very much a, a safety first kind of player uh, in terms of how go, he's not someone who really goes down the overlap. He, he's a defensive minded player, and Manquillo he has that pace, that energy to kind of get up and down like Willems to a degree, and it gave them something a bit in terms of an outlet on the counter. But yeah. He, he, I think he had a great game and you're looking at now, you know, Yedlin, if he's going to be out for a period of time, we don't know yet that they're in safe hands with Mankiw. Concentrating there on the, on the two goals, obviously actually two quite good goals, but Martin Dubravka, you know, he, he, this season has not been maybe his best that we've, se- that we've seen him at, but two really good saves today and arguably you would say, yes, Shelley grabs the equaliser, but if it wasn't for Martin Dubravka, we, we wouldn't be looking at Newcastle with a point. Yeah, this is it. If if Jesus had scored that goal, uh, they're two one up, and then if De Bruyne does that, you know the game's gone. So it was a huge, huge moment. Even though, as I said, City went on to score, um, and it's it's the value of of having a a, a good keeper. You know, it, it's it's a cliche, really, but he he played as important a part as anyone who ran the length of the pitch to join the celebrations. You know, it's remarkable he was the first one to get to Shelby despite being so far away, but. Um, I think to a man, you know, you, you just look at it. Fernandez made some crucial clearances. He had that big run that eased the pressure. Um, Manquillo made big blocks. Shelby even dug in at times. I think to a man, Hayden was great. They they all did really well. And, and I think for Almiron as well, it's 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 a nice to, you know, have a reward in a, a, his first assist for the club because um, I think the manager, of Bruce, almost feels sick of talking about his tireless efforts. But when you have goals and assist your game that takes the scrutiny away a little bit so hopefully you can build on that as well Fantastic and we're going to ask Mark and Lee this question but John Joe Shelby's celebration he <laughs> runs over to the dugout fist in the end he's, he's looking there's a lot of talk was it at the press box or was it maybe behind the director's box I mean very clearly he's very passionate about whatever I mean obviously scoring the equaliser but a bit more on that do you think? Yeah it's, it's... He always kind of has that chip on his shoulder in terms of if he's had a bad game and he gets maybe or someone will criticise him that he'll he, he doesn't forget he, he's he's a stranger and he'll say oh I never read the papers never pay attention to what people say on social media but he's very in tune with what what's said about him. Um, personally, I looked at it as you know uh, I think he would have done the old ear cup the classic ear cup if it was to us at least I hope so um, and he did blow a kiss which. Uh, makes me really think that all right, which even blow a kiss probably not. So uh, I I think it was an innocent, uh, passionate celebration. I think it's great to see that as well. Uh, this this is why we're in this business is to see that kind of passion from players. So uh, yeah, it was a brilliant moment. Fantastic. We're just going to go and find Mark Douglas to uh, to continue to talk about this great result here at St James's Park. Now joined by Mark Douglas. Mark, um, a good performance by Newcastle. Did it surprise you? Um, to an extent, yeah. I, I think after Monday, um, sort of probably feared the worst that it, it, you know Man City, whether Lightning could strike twice, and, and they would be sort of you know they wouldn't take the chances because you know they're going to get chances. Um, but what didn't surprise me is that Newcastle responded quite well to the setback because um, it's not just been this season but over the last two or three seasons I think they have generally responded pretty well Um, I was really 
really impressed with the way they play today. I know, you know, obviously they, they're always going to cede a lot of possession against Manchester City, but uh, really, I thought really strong, um, strong fight back, especially when the the second goal goes in. There's nine minutes to go. Kevin De Bruyne has been. Um, been you know I mean it's just a superb goal um, and and it would have been easy I think at that point for Newcastle not to not to push but they did and you know they they they, they are making a habit of coming up with moments of magic in big games you know that's that's three three you know the bigger teams in the in the division they've they've beaten now um, and they've always sort of come up with a goal so yeah I, I was I was surprised that they got the point from the position they were in with nine minutes to go, but not surprised that the performance was was kind of better because they they have got a tendency to to sort of bounce back from bad results. To come back from one goal, then two goal, and, and really quickly as well against a team like Manchester City, it just shows superb character. Yeah, I think that's the one thing they've had for the last three years is this character. Um, it's been doubted at times. I think after Leicester, it was doubted. A few people maybe got a little bit. I think over the top on Monday. They, they were poor on Monday, really, really poor. But, you know, they're almost, you know, that is what they are. They're, they're not, they, they are inconsistent. Steve Bruce touched on it in the, post, in the post-match press conference. They, they can be really inconsistent. They, they do go up and down. They were poor on Monday. Um, but, you know, that there's always a response in them, which is what I really like about this group. I know they, they, they do get some criticism and people sort of say it's not the best Newcastle United Premier League. Um, vintage and, and that's true it's probably not in terms of talent but in terms of character um, and and you know the way that they bounce back and the way that they work I mean they work so hard today they I think they are amongst you know the best in the last sort of 10 years in, in particular for that um, and you look at today when they when they score the whole team is over at the touchline Martin Dubrovka runs the whole length of the field to come aside he's the first person to, to get to Shelby and, and that's the kind of thing that you like to see. And look, you know, the, there are things, a lot of things that this football club needs to improve on. Um, but there are also some foundations there to suggest that this season is, you know, isn't going to be, um, isn't going to be the, 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 the disaster that we maybe feared it was going to be. And, you know, they're ticking along nicely. They've got, you know, they've got a decent points haul. It's a really tough game on Thursday, but um, because Sheffield United are playing so well, at the start of the season, you'd have said, great opportunity for them to get six points in two games. But now, you'd say, look, four points from the next two would, and would be a terrific return. Um, and, you know, as long as they beat Southampton, you'd say they go into Christmas, because after that, it'll be the sort of Christmas games in a, in a really strong position. But today was, today was enjoyable, again, which is really nice, because we've said that sort of three times out of the last four games. We've said it's been really, really enjoyable, um, coming to St James's Park and, and that's a really good thing Quick word on Shelby's celebration very passionate a lot of talk about it Yeah um, I think a few of the lads in the press box were sort of thinking that maybe he was, uh, he was it was intended to uh, uh, us because he has had a bit of criticism um, I, you know I don't I don't think it was actually he said it was it was for his wife um, look he's the kind of player that's going to attract criticism because he sometimes he looks as if He's not trying. I don't think it's ever that he's not trying. But the problem is the way that he plays, the kind of the, the, the way he plays off the cuff a little bit. He's a little bit like he's got that sort of Chris Waddle sort of slouch a little bit sometimes. And when it's not working for him, it does look bad. Um, and he does get criticism. I think he probably has been criticised because it's that frustration with him because you know he can do that. You know, the last four games, I think three of them, he's played really well. Two of them, he's been, you know, excellent. Uh, one of them, he's been OK. And on Monday, I thought maybe... You know, he didn't really get into the game that much, um, and he, and you know, he, but he feeds off that. That's that's what he that's what he's like. He likes the idea that 
everybody's on his back and he's going to prove them wrong. And, you know, fair play, because he, he does get some criticism. And, you know, when he, when he, gets, when he scores and when he does well, yeah, I think fair play to him. He, he backs up. Remember, this was a player who was going to leave if Rafa Benitez was here. He was out the door. I mean, I think he knew that. I think, and, and Steve Bruce has kind of given him a chance. And I'll tell you, again, you know, a bold call really from the manager. He, he's, I, I would say that, that Bruce has, has you know, he's, had a, he's had a fair bit of criticism at times, but he's starting to kind of, people are starting to give him credit for, what, for what's happened the last few weeks because it, isn't, it hasn't happened by accident. You know, all that rubbish at the start of the season that, oh, he's just copying what Rafa did is, is kind of, I think, falling away now a little bit. And he's making some really big calls tactically and in terms of personnel. And they're coming off again today. You know, look, that dead ball, that dead ball by Christian Atsu, they're working on that on the training ground. Believe me, Steve Clements um, is, you know, they've, they've got a dead ball specialist in there. Um, and, you know, we, we paid a lot of tribute to Benitez and his backroom staff when they, they came off. And it's coming off for Bruce's backroom staff. So you can only say, look, as I said, a lot of work to be done. Um, but at the moment, they're looking, you know, there's some signs of progress there as well. When the team news was announced, a lot of people were surprised, maybe that Sean Longstaff hadn't come in and that Fabian Shea hadn't come in. But obviously, Shelby scores the goal. Federico Fernandez has a brilliant game, as does Paul Damas, as Kieran Clark. So Steve Bruce's decision was, was proved right. Yeah, I think, I think we're seeing a pattern here that, he, that he's... He's prepared to give players chances. He's, he's sticking with a few of them. Um, you know, it, like one bad performance doesn't take you out of the team under this under this head coach. And I think some players are sort of benefiting from that. I think you're seeing um, Shelby, as I said, you know, I think if he'd have played like he did on Monday, um, he might have been out of the team under, under a different manager. But, it, you know, I think the manager's got, I think the head coach is sort of giving them, he's given them a little bit, a bit of that loyalty. I mean, the front three is, has been the front three since St Maximum came back into the team. Um, Jill Inson today didn't do a lot of, um, you know, probably didn't catch the eye in terms of everything that he did. He didn't have a lot of shots again, but got through a lot of work, drew a lot of fouls, did a lot of dirty work. And I think he's allowing Almiron, who bounced back again after a, you know, I, think he was, I didn't think he was brilliant on, um, on Monday. I didn't think, Joe Linton was particularly good on Monday, but I think they all they all played their part today, and it's he, he's putting a lot of faith in those in those players. When you know, as you said, Longstaff could have come back in, um, Cher could have come back in, um, Gale is there an option? You know, I think Carroll might get a chance. I think he may 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 give Carroll a chance over Christmas if he's if he's fit. Um, but yeah, I think he looks. It, it, there's a lot of big calls that are being made by this head coach, and uh, so far they're coming off. And I'll tell you what, if they weren't coming off. We'd know about it because there were a lot of people gunning for him a few weeks ago. Just finally, Al Muon got the assist to the Williams goal. I mean, that'll do in the world of good, won't it? Yeah, and what a funny player he is because there were times on Monday, I think, where you know it looked like he was struggling to kind of control the ball at pace, and you're sort of wondering, you think, oh, is, is he good enough? Is that is that the problem? Is he just not good enough? And I think on Sky they were saying the same. You know, Gary Neville and, and Jamie Carragher were both saying, look, is it quality or is it is it? That he's, you need to give him time. Or is it just, is it just his basic lack of Premier League quality? But then you see him play today, and I thought he was really, really good today. Um, you know what he was bought for, and you remember he was bought under a previous manager. What he was bought for was not just the fact that he was good going forward, but also the defensive work that he that he gets through. So in some ways, a game like today is quite is tailor made for him because he defends. He's really good defensively, is what he gets through so much work. Um, and I thought he was really good today. I, I, you know. 
I, I feel like this season, and, and it's really difficult with Newcastle United because this is the club that we all kind of, we all invest so much in. It's so difficult to not go right up to the highs and right down to the lows because that's, that is Newcastle United. But it's really hard with players like Almiron because one week he looks like a world beater and then the next you just think, God, it just, you could find a player on the park who could run at pace but not, you know, not control the ball. But then, so I'm trying this season to be a, li- a little bit more, see the, see the end game because I think, you know, at the start of the season, um, it was a disaster after Leicester and I thought they're going down and then they beat Man United the next week. So I've kind of tried to take a bit of the longer game. So I think Monday in particular... Um, like it was awful, but you almost put it down to a bad day at the office, and then you've been proven right by coming here on today and thinking actually they're okay. We'll see ne- after next Sunday. I think we'll have more of an idea of what's going on because there's two games that I think could define them: a really difficult game at Sheffield United on Thursday because of how well they're playing, and then a game they must win against Southampton next uh, next uh, yeah uh, next Sunday, which is a you know, must must win game. And you can see Newcastle United getting the point today, maybe getting a decent result or point against uh, against Sheffield United, and then losing Southampton. That's the kind of team that they are. But if they can get four points and, and end this tough spell with or this this spell with five points, you'd say really really well done. But again, I think today just um, yeah a, a, an enjoyable game, a good point, and um, you know Newcastle reasons like little acorns uh, are growing. I think at this football club at the moment and. You know, a lot of things, as I said, off the pitch that still need to be worked on. But, um, yeah, on the pitch, it's starting to look a little bit better after Monday's horror show. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to go and find Lee Ryder. And while I do, just a word to, or just a reminder to get your tickets for our live event on Wednesday, December 11th. Just a few remaining. Um, you can head over to our website for all the details or type in uh, Black and White Live Chronicle Live on Google and it'll take you to Eventbrite. To get your tickets, all ticket proceeds go to the food bank. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. So now joined by Lee Ryder. Lee, a very good performance by Newcastle. Um, just sum up your conclusion. I think before the game, everyone would have snapped your hand off if you'd offered them a point. Uh, you look at it, even going into the last stages, Newcastle were 2-1 down and you'd have been desperate to get a point then as well. So just a massive result. Positive. Um, they can take this forward now. You know, they've got some tough games coming up, but they've got a really good platform to build off, 16 points. You compare it to this time last year, they're in a really good position. And Steve Bruce keeps hitting back at, you know, critics, and that's great for him. Do you think the players were angry at the way they performed on Monday against Villa, with the way it was so poor, and this is a reaction to what happened down at Villa Park? I think it's... (laughs) From what I can see, I think it's a reaction to the criticism they got for Aston Villa. So I think in their heads they think they made a couple of mistakes, which they did. Um, but I think they... My my opinion on it is that they believe that the criticism was too harsh, that they got after it. Um, and I think they've used that as a motivation today. Um, I was in the mix zone, we did speak to some players. Uh, other players, 
didn't want to speak. John Joe Shelby refused to speak to the written press. He only done the sort of mandatory stuff that they have to do. They have to speak to the television, and, and he's done that. But he refused to speak to the press, and for me, that's a sign of somebody who is a bit bruised from the criticism. So if he's used it for motivation, that's great. Um, the journalists get a little pat on the back and an assist for, for helping with that equaliser. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it's something we're not we haven't seen too much of before I've, I've covered the team for 14 or 15 years and usually the captain uh, comes out and speaks regardless of their form regardless of the result um, so you know this that that is a first that the captain hasn't come out and spoke but fair play when we got the equaliser today um, if he's using that as some motivation to, to get good performances and the consistency that uh, sometimes his game has been lacking then fair enough you obviously celebrated and we asked Kieran and it, this proves how fast-paced things are by the time you're on the podcast now it is the Shelby's uh, celebration was was a, a birthday you know wave to his wife um, so there's that one sorted but he has got that ability to do that I mean the goal was superb you know to honour that pressure with minutes remaining you've got n- nearly all of Man City's players backed in the box it's crowded and he's picked it out it's a superb yeah. goal that's what that is the John Joe Shelby we need to see more of well, as I say, it's consistency. He's got to bring that into his game. You know, every every single week, um, and you can't be nine out of ten every week. But you can be seven out of ten every week. And unfortunately, he fluctuates from being infuriating, infuriating for for probably the the manager. He, he fluctuates from being an eight or a nine to sometimes a four or a five. There doesn't seem to be any sort of middle ground. Whereas other players have got that consistency. I think he's probably a player that you you have to treat a little bit differently because he is so talented, um, and there is probably a lot lot going on, um, you know, for him in terms of management. The management team have probably got to do different things for him than they do with other players um, because he's had that kind of sparkle around him since the, since he was a young player. He's been at Liverpool, um, you know, he won that sort of move there. Um, didn't stay there, but came in the England team. Didn't stay there either. So, you know, there's a pattern there. But for Newcastle, I mean, that's probably the reason why they've got him because he hasn't been able to find the consistency. So they got an opportunity to sign him. Um, but for you know, without being harsh, every good game he's had for Newcastle is probably two or three bad ones he's had as well. So, it's it's something that can can be worked on. Um, I read his piece in the program about the Twitter criticism that was quite interesting that um, he seems to get offended when he gets criticised in terms of his performances so um, an, an enigmatic player and one that you know tonight you know the City is grateful for because he's got the equaliser against the Premier League champions um, but will he be able to do it again against Sheffield United I, I genuinely hope so Let's talk about Joe Linton then because there was a moment when Almiron got down the left, put a superb ball in the box and, OK, this might be a harsh comparison, but you put Alan Shearer in that box. He's there, that's in the back of the net. And Joe Linton just... We, 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 we turned to each other and said, he's got to be he's got to be just trying to get in there and he just mm. didn't seem to have the energy or the want or the desire. Yeah. He is struggling a little bit. He had his moments today again, winning the headers, but in general, I mean, something has to give, do you think? I mean, that, Alan Shearer's a, a very high benchmark... Um, but you know other players who've, who've worn the number nine shirt, they realise that you know it has to have a goals guarantee that comes with it. Um, and unfortunately, he's not delivering at the moment. The the ball from Almiron across, you know, he's got to be 
charging in on that, that far post and at least testing the keeper. I do feel sorry for him. I think he's come over here and it's so different to what he's been used to in Germany. Um, the, it's a very the intensity of the city is is there. You know, he is a, he is a young man as well. You've got to bring that into the into the sort of consideration. Um, but he, he's got to. <laughs> You know, today he's come off the pitch. He hasn't actually had a shot. He hasn't registered a shot on goal, so that that's something that needs to be improved. I, I mean, I look at him and I think he is a, technically he's got some unbelievable skill. He's he's left a few defenders on the backsides this season. Um, he did he did a lot of unseen work against Aston Villa the other night. Um, sadly, he doesn't win the plaudits for, for little things like that because he's going to be judged on goals because he's wearing the number nine shirt. So. And then do you arrest him? Do you drop the forty million pound man? You know he's played his part today. If you look at his stats, he's won a lot of balls in the air. But he's got to start showing those offensive qualities more often. It's trouble to answer, Max. I mean, he gave Cal Walker a very tough game. Did go off. Looked like it was maybe a groin injury. Bit of a worry ahead of Sheffield United uh, next week. But again, he's just brilliant. The crowd absolutely love him, don't yeah. they? Yeah, he's he's you know he's been a breath of fresh air since he come here. Um, since he signed I think people were excited he hasn't let people down in terms of his effort and his determination um, he's, some of the skills are unbelievable again someone else who could probably you know, need to add goals to his game but on a day like this you know, he proved to be the outlet um, a bit like Almiron he'd done very well today. good to see him with a smile on his face after the game as well coming through the interview zone made his apologies because he says his English isn't good enough to, to speak uh, and do an interview he hasn't got the confidence to do that so maybe there's a little insight into where he is um, he's still learning he's, he's still feeling his way around the place you know it's only coming up to a year that he's been here um, I did say when he signed it would be about Sort of September, October, we would see the best of him. It's it's probably taken a little bit more even than that, but today got the assist, um, played his part just before the free kick as well. You know he's come in and he's 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 done well today. So hopefully there's more of that to come. Um, it'd be great to see to see him get his first goal, and then once he gets that, um, I, you know I do think more will follow, and I think he's worth persevering with. And just finally, a quick word on the defence. Briefly mentioned there with Mark, but Federico Fernandez again, another brilliant game. Dumb it, much improved performance to Monday. Clark again made one or two brilliant blocks. And it's funny because if you're Jamal Azell's on the touchline, you're thinking, okay, this isn't going to be that easy to get back into that side. No, I mean, Fernandez, I think it was something like 10 or 11 clearances and four or five interceptions. So he was fantastic. Just edged out with the man the match award by Dubravka. Um, and, you know, for. Dummit, I think he was probably told, you know, you are on the brink of being dropped. So today I need you to go out and give us, you know, what got you to the, the big stage. And um, he'd done it. You know, he, he, they both played. The whole defence was was good. I mean, Jetro Williams as well getting the goal. The back five was, was good today. Um, let's remember, let's look at some of Manchester City's other results and look at some of the teams they've turned over. You can't get anywhere near them. Let's remember who we were playing today. An unbelievable side that'll be challenging for everything this season. And Newcastle have taken a point from them, and I think that's a very handy point. And the other good thing is the home form. Newcastle only lost that one game since Arsenal. 
there's a lot of positives. You know, I'd, I hate to disappoint the critics, but it, there's a lot of positives for Newcastle to build on. Well, that was going to be my final question, was the home form. You know, yeah. unbeaten since that defeat at Arsenal in the opening day of the season, I think that's six games. Yeah. Um, beating Manchester United here, now beating Manchester City. You know, Steve Bruce is enjoying taking on the big sides. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, I think sometimes with Steve Bruce, because he's got, like, quite a lot of experience and he's been written off as a manager before, I think sometimes he's probably at his best when he's kind of under the cosh a bit and after Monday they were under the cosh a bit there was a lot of criticism people were having a go um, but he's come back today he's motivated the team I think in terms of crisis management he's probably a bit of an expert and today to get that performance against Man City I mean that in a way it's, it's not as good as a win but it's 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 almost as good in a way when you look at the way the situation is has unfolded and if um, they can get a you know they've got Sheffield United and Southampton in the space for a few days if they can pick another three or four points about with them two games they'll be on 20 points and to have that going in before the Christmas games I think it's a it's a, an achievement you've got to applaud whether you like Steve Bruce or you don't like Steve Bruce whether you agree with the way things are going at the club or you don't having 20 points at that time of year is a good achievement for a club who haven't always wanted to spend top dollar it most certainly is and that result of course will take Newcastle into Sheffield United with a bit of confidence this has been everything is black and white podcast sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group thank you very much for listening